0: Thank you for joining us for Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptists located under the city water tower on Mormonville Road in beautiful Marble Falls, Texas. We don't just love the Bible, we love talking about the Bible and talking about how the Bible informs our life in this world. Recording here in the sanctuary today are...
1: Joni Wallach, Misty Graham,
0: Daryl Fishbeck. Kelly Trepane.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Who let you in? (laughs) Wait,
2: we've been hacked.
0: (laughs) Kelly and I'm Jamie Greening. Kelly, so Kelly's with us today. I am. She's the smart one.
3: Oh. We've been holding back.
0: You know (laughs) how you always bring save the best for last. Well, this is our last recording of the podcast for this session. And we brought in Kelly. So
2: we set the bar low all season long to end with
0: the finale.
2: That's to right. leave them <laughs> wanting for
1: <laughs> more for season. That's right. No except for it's number nine. So you might want to, like, and number ten's already up. So you might want to explain that a little bit.
0: No, no explanation.
2: <laughs> no <laughs> explain explanation. yourself. Once they get uploaded, they should rearrange themselves. So
0: let's let that one go. <laughs> so <laughs> <to, to, to laughs> so ke- ke- Kelly is here. So it's one of those, you know, um, The usual cast and special guest
4: star. Uh, But I'm your biggest fan. Um, Yes. Kelly's one of our two fans, (laughs) Kelly and Joe (laughs) Shaw. (laughs) Kelly and
0: Joe Shaw, those are our fans. (laughs) That's it. Hi, Joe. You're next week. Um, So Kelly is actually the administrator around here. What does that mean, that you're the administrator at Fellowship? She
4: keeps Um, us in line. Yeah, I keep you in line. Um, I I, uh, Answer I, I answer I answer phone calls and emails and I do all the bookkeeping and I do all the reports.
2: Makes us look good. Mm-hmm.
4: And I try to support y'all in any way I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you also make sure we get our paycheck on time. I am. Yeah, that's, that's, yes. that's, that's an exciting day. <laughs> that's, that's the best day. Leads her own
0: small group with her husband, who she has to put up with. <laughs> that's true. Kelly is a also a lay leader, and she one of our. One of our small groups, her and her husband uh, John Kelly teaches the Bible. Um, Mom of two great kids. Yes, um, and, and three dogs.
4: Three dogs. Is, is it three dogs. Yep, three dogs. Um, mm-hmm. Three so old dogs. you have
0: three dogs. You have a dog. Is that right? Yes. You have a one, dog and two cats. One dog and two cats. And a teenager. I know you got dogs.
1: I have two big dogs. Well, one dog and one idiot. Just idiot. <laughs>
0: Don't talk about Rob that way.
5: Oh. <laughs> 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 Idiot dog.
2: Well, and you have the love of your life, Dobby. Oh, I'm oh, feet. <laughs> you, you have a dog. I right?
5: love my dog. What's your dog's name? Brixley.
2: Brixley. Your, your
0: dog mm. is a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> I love,
5: she's she's got a personality to her. So does she aside social, from her looks? <gasps> does she social distance? Social distance? I can't even say it. Yes. Here
2: we go. <laughs> she, she does
5: not like people, so she she's social distance. So Greg as well. trained her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. They make a good team. Yeah.
0: So we've invited Kelly to participate with us today for several reasons. One, we've been intending to do that all along. And here we are. This is our last recording. What Daryl was (coughs) talking about, we're out of order. Episode 10 was up before 9. They may sort, they may not, but this is our last recording. But we're looking forward to what she has to bring some input on what we're doing Uh, because she's super-duper smart. She's got that whole, and she's also the oldest one of us, so she's like Um, mama. Oh,
1: thanks. Uh, Thanks for that. I think she's going to appreciate you pointing that that out. That will be reflected in your paycheck. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oops, I accidentally moved the decimal. <laughs> <laughs> Which way? <laughs> the wrong
0: way. <laughs>
5: Delete a zero. Got a couple of zeros.
0: <laughs> so, um, we're not going to make you read, though, okay, to good. start off. Okay, um,
4: Joni wants to read.
0: Um, Joni has to read. It's a... Uh, I believe the <laughs> did she use the phrase redeem herself? Yes, I she, think she it's did. It's redemption.
1: Uh, I also brought pie. That's awesome. she did. She did. It's did. called redemption oh. pie. It's redemption pie. It's oh. Delicious pie. So
2: uh, good. Maybe we'll
0: post a picture on if we could. I'm blaming this
2: Somewhere. podcast for the few pounds that I've been wrestling with mm-hmm. for the yeah. last six weeks. <laughs> it's from a
0: local a local cafe here. We won't mention any names, but if you've ever been to Marble Falls, you've probably heard about it. it, it the meringue is like 17 inches high. Yeah,
4: it's like delicious. my hair in eighth grade. <laughs> Hey, or there's nothing wrong with big hair. Monday. Big hair, Nothing to wrong with big hair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What does that say about you, Daryl? <laughs> hey.
2: That's all right. I'm the local
0: podcast heretic,
2: so that works out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so Joni's going to read for us.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
0: Colossians <clears throat> 4. It's just a few verses here, but uh, I think we may spend a few hours on these. So verses 2. Through six of Colossians four, verses two through six.
1: Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open up open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I'm in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So. I made it.
0: You made it. (laughs) You you did good. There's a transition of thought here. So he's been running through, um, do this, you guys do this, fathers do this, children do this. And even before that, he's been kind of bossy. All the stuff you're supposed to do. Um, But now he kind of brings into this, it's a summary statement uh, because right after this you get the names, which are wonderful, but he's through with the teaching stuff by then. These feel like, all right, here's my bullet points Mm -hmm. as we're wrapping this up. How does it start off, Misty?
5: Um, A command to pray.
0: To pray.
5: To pray.
1: Steadfastly. Not just pray, yes. like, not just, like, every now and then, but, like, yes. steadfastly, like, on purpose. Do
0: pray. you ever pray accidentally?
1: Yes. <laughs> in traffic. <laughs> That's is that, but is that <laughs> accidental prayer? It depends if you're a Calvinist Isn't or not. not taking
2: the name of the Lord know. in vain? Isn't that what you're talking about?
1: That's not prayer. <laughs>
0: None of us do that. Um, so no. the, no, I'm seriously, can you...
1: No, because you're nudged by the Holy Spirit for that, to pray. So I don't think it's ever an
5: accident. Is it
0: possible to accidentally pray? Hmm.
5: Possibly. I don't think so. I think it's on purpose. You're
0: back
2: to the free will predestination. No, 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 no. no. I there. mean,
5: no, no,
1: no, no. I mean,
0: I I'm serious. I, I had never thought of this till like two seconds ago. I
1: think you, well, it's... first, that's... that's Says Thessalonians <laughs> says to pray continually, so like mm-hmm. you should be everything you should be. First Thessalonians what, uh, five, 5 6, seventeen. 17. Mm-hmm. Your
2: question What is it, What are you asking? Is it possible to well, pray accidentally? What would that even look like?
0: Well, that's see, I you can like, um, I can drink, the, I'm drinking a delicious Tapo Chico, so. I have been known to accidentally spill or spit out when I'm drinking because I have, you know, I have a drinking problem, not like what you think, but, you know, (laughs) my my coordination isn't what it used to, but I can also spit on purpose. Can you accidentally pray, not even knowing that that was your intention?
5: I think it can become such a, and I don't want to say habit because it's, but I think we should walk so close to him and be in constant communication with him that it comes out, even before we actually know what's what we're saying or what we're thinking. If that's it's what just you part mean of your by. character, sure, yes.
0: That's sort of what I mean, but that's not exactly what I'm kind of getting at.
5: Do you
1: want the answer yes or no? Because I can fight both ways.
0: <laughs> well, what what you? Well, I'm having trouble. I'm what does your heart want?
4: What's the, <laughs> the heart wants. What's the heart <laughs> wants. No, I'm thinking. No. What do you think, Kelly? Um, I think that you as a christian i don't know that we can accidentally pray i think we're hardwired to pray it's like plugging it's like it's like plugging in your phone you have your power cord so either your phone is plugged in where you're receiving the power and it's being charged or it's or or you're not you're unplugged so you've got that power connection with with prayer so i think as a christian we are we are already plugged in to to praying I don't know as maybe someone who is a non-believer if do non-believers well, pray Well, if, pray. if I if prayers do think non-believers can can pray. I think the ones I've who are starting mm-hmm. to the the ones who are starting to get past the well, well, I'm not quite sure. And, I'm yeah. a non-believer.
1: Maybe they just send thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> good vibes. Sending
4: prayer is communication.
5: Understood <laughs> thoughts.
2: If you're talking to God, if it's a form of communication, can you accidentally have a conversation with another person?
0: You can accidentally say something to someone you didn't intend to.
2: Okay. So the uh, only other thing I can think of is I don't know why this stuck with me. When I was in high school, we always did the Lord's Prayer before every athletic event. It, and well,
0: to clarify, bec- you went to a public school, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and it was like,
2: all right, we're going to get over here and pray. And our Father, and it became like a chant. We all knew the rhythm. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That come. And I remember a couple times. And then, it, 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 praying with with you you during play ball well during communion (laughs) somewhere i picked up and sang that prayer amen amen saying amen amen and we were doing the lord's prayer here and i guess maybe i tuned out and i don't i caught myself (laughs) saying amen amen (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so i don't know if that's an accidental prayer
0: or not no that's just dementia (laughs)
2: settling in (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's funny
0: There's so much to unpack. We could just spend an hour or two on just what you just – the story you just
1: – You know, they still do that in high told, schools too. I had a it's friend, yeah, it's
3: a
0: really super smart <coughs> friend, and he observed – Oh, thank and I, you. And I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> he observed something that I, I have since watched. I never noticed it before. When you f- fly, whenever, whenever we're allowed to catch on planes again and go places <laughs> – he said, "When you land, watch the people around you." He said, "Half of them, their hands will form this." And if you, I know you guys can't see me, but it'll form like a little prayer. stereotypical cla- praying stereotypical hands. Stereotypical praying hands. It's like uh, they don't really mean it, but it's like it'll, they'll do it like this. and He says, "It's it's a kind it's a posture of, of prayer. a posture of prayer that happens when you land." 'Cause you're so tight you don't even realize it until you land. Hmm.
4: Oh, I've I
0: have I watch it. It's it's true. Now the, the jaded business class people, they don't they don't like your husband John travels by a plane all the time. Mm-hmm. He just Only watches movies. So back back <laughs> in the day. But yeah, he watches movies. COVID. People yeah. people who don't who are like it's new for them, there's that automatic I think people some be accident uh, when you say the phrase, I swear to God who are you talking to? Well, see, that's what mm-hmm. I was
2: envisioning Joni doing in traffic was something like that.
1: Really?
0: Well, that—that <laughs> that was just the idea.
1: We're going for a ride after I this. Don't <laughs> but do not consider <laughs> that a
5: prayer, though? That's what I'm saying. You don't consider what a prayer? <laughs> I swear
0: to. God. Who are you talking to? I swear to God. I know, but, but when, you said, you when you said when you said prayer,
5: we all we and I'm speaking for the group well, I I assumed that. Yeah. You're
0: speaking for the group. you the group? Up. Who elected you the <laughs> <laughs> minister of sinister? <laughs> <laughs>
5: So, come on, let's
1: get on with it. Okay. Okay.
2: All right, so everybody's ready? fired up today. We usually do a morning podcast. Apparently, the afternoon is the sweet spot for <laughs> us. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no,
0: no. I'm having to work real hard because I'm waiting. Uh, Stephen King once said that after after lunch, he has all the energy of a python that just swallowed a goat. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's kind of well where you I had I'm at. so that should help a little I did have bit. pie. Sugar. Yeah.
0: So, t- steadfast prayer, that means something. It's not just prayer rain Steadfast It's the kind of prayer you don't give up on. hmm you alluded to, by you, I mean Joni, that passage in First Thessalonians, pray without ceasing, which everyone understands to be like the short verse um, in the Bible. What does it look like to not stop praying? So I, you, you guys have kind of poo-pooed my accidental prayer. <laughs> so let's go to the other extreme. What does non-stop prayer look like? And is that what, I kind of think that's what Paul's looking at here.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. I think so often we see prayer as petitionary. I'm praying for my list of people, wants, needs, trying to kind of get God to jump through my hoop. And you can only do that so much before you, as Jesus say it, um, keep repeating things like the pagans. They think they'll be heard for their many words. Was that Matthew 6 or 5 or whatever? Things?
0: That's a wonderful thought process. Mm. I want to put a, mm. say that again real slow. <laughs> I don't know what I said. It's, <laughs> it's the Spirit, the spirit in the speaking through. <laughs> in, my, in, my, in my best Brene Brown. Um, <laughs> keep going. I didn't mean to read. Well, I'm, no, it was just
2: – I think we think of prayer like that a lot, whereas I'm growing to see prayer st- – often more as me stilling myself and, and, and asking God, God, or what are you trying to show me? What do you want to say? Mm-hmm. Where do you want me to go? What do you want? And so I think of that kind of prayer as being more receptive than, it's more, not even reactive, responsive as opposed to proactive, mm-hmm. so to speak.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What are the vain things that the pagans fill up their prayer life with?
2: I don't know. I'm not a pagan, so I'm
0: <laughs> What do you think?
2: Well, uh, I can be selfish, not selfish, I guess. I, I think we get consumed with only wanting what we can see or the solutions that we want. Uh, you know, it's, we talked about um, something earlier. I can't remember how we said it, but, you know, the, the cliche of people saying, God, if you get me out of this, I promise, fill in the blank. And so I would think sometimes it's, it's typically like rescue me prayers or give me Prayers. The barter prayer.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, if you do this for me, then yeah. I will devote mm-hmm. myself to you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: because that's that's what God's looking for is someone who's in who's willing to make a deal. Yeah, <laughs> let's make a deal. That's my sarcasm. That's My sarcasm, yeah. that's my sarcasm font. Um,
5: I think it's just being in constant communication with Him, just constantly, you know, talking to Him. But Always. If, this but morning, we, I, I started to leave, and I had all my stuff ready, and I thought, ah, I need my Bible, and I need my Bible study stuff. And I said, thank you, Lord, for reminding me of that, because I almost walked out, and it was going to be like Daryl without my backpack. Well, but, <laughs> that, <laughs> that,
0: that was the same day. Uh, <laughs> see? That's the, so well, let's talk about thank you in a minute, because he says it right, very clear, right, with mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Let's, let's, I want to go back to the vain, vain mumble-jumble. Vain Vain repetitions. Um, because I think that we get into this rut. Sure. The, Jesus is clearly referring to with the the heathens and their vain repetitions, where there was a kind of incantational prayer that you would say, very popular in the ancient world, uh, and also at, at, at um, college football games, where you have you say the same prayer over and over again, thinking that if I say it over and over again. By saying it every time I'm binding the deity more and more to do what I want. Um, And so you just repeat the same thing. Now, if that's what Jesus means, is praying for the same thing over and over again a bad thing? Is that what he means? Um, And what kind of words do we fill into our prayers as if they're magic formulas? Um, Like, Jesus, if you would just, just Jesus, just mm-hmm. Jesus, just Jesus, or a just. a Santa
5: Claus list, you know, where we list out all these mm-hmm. things.
0: That, That's a, that seems like a very heathen thing, isn't it?
4: That too. <laughs> I actually have that written down. in The yeah. Santa prayer. Like, uh, the yeah. selfish, mm-hmm. you the know. The selfish prayer. Selfish.
3: Well,
2: mm-hmm. I, uh, he references the Pharisees in that passage too, because I feel like we're kind of beating up on the heathens and the pagans here. But it's oftentimes in the church settings where the, the group prayer, it's like I, I'm trying to one up you with the language that I, you know, I'm going to pray in King James today and kind of in the church setting, I'm going to impress everybody with my eloquence as I throw a bunch of words at God or something like that. But and it's
5: not heartfelt, those, right. you it's know, n- it's, it's about just words audience, and tradition <laughs> <about> <laughs> and it loses its, you know, it loses its um, meaning and its sentiment and there's no heart in that. When you pray those, you know, prayers over and over and over, asking the same, asking the same thing of God over and over and over again is saying like, well, you didn't get it the first time. So I'm going to just keep repeating it, you know, Before we're it.
4: devoting ourselves to prayer. I like the word devote, we're devoting, mm-hmm. we're devoting ourselves to prayer. And, um, gosh, where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about
0: Welcome to the podcast. It happens. I had a fun happens. thought of Daryl talking about we're beating up on the heathens too much. I just I could not stop. I have this mental image now of heathens. We've had enough. Go beat up the Pharisees for a little stop. while. Stop. They haven't had their beatings today. Equal opportunity abusers um, so I think we do it a lot more. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. <laughs> that drives me insane. Mm-hmm. That's
4: the hungry man's prayer.
0: Who decided that... I have yet to find any scripture that says
4: Jesus doesn't. I don't
0: know where it
2: is. If I know where you're going there. But I remember hearing a sermon as a teenager about that. That was kind of the the linchpin to getting Mm -hmm. your prayers to work Mm -hmm. was in Jesus' name.
0: If you don't put in Jesus' (laughs) name, amen, at the end of your prayer, then God doesn't hear it because it's not going in Jesus' name. name.
1: You always add two amens. You're amen and amen. And I... I yeah, I didn't know amen. if like the second amen held something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know where you're coming I've I, thought, <laughs> you I feel do that every day. He does the, the invitation
3: every day,
1: or amen. every time we do pizza and prayer, like amen and amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Ooh, is this uh. a vain repetition? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a vain repetition when I do it. It's only a vain repetition now when somebody else does it. I would. I, I, I have a liturgical sense to that. Uh, with the amen and the amen, but um, but the in Jesus name amen business, I have heard that preached too. The same, if you lack that formula, yeah. then there's no binding. Which goes back to Jesus' deal, like uh, the seal mm-hmm. of approval.
4: Yeah. Jesus'
0: whole thing. Don't pray that way. I pray
4: um, that way. I don't really feel like that. I'm trying to check a box, though. Well, there's there's
0: nothing wrong with having that. But if it becomes simply a formula at the end of your prayer, like uh, "sincerely, Jamie Greening," right, Mm -hmm. where it's just the way you sign off, it it becomes the same thing as I'm talking to someone on the phone. Love you, bye, and you hang up, or we don't. No one hangs anything up anymore. Just hit the Mm -hmm.
4: the red button. I miss hanging that. Do you miss (laughs) hanging? I do. I do. For all of y'all out there under 30 years of age.
0: Yeah, you slam your (laughs) cell phone down. That's Uh, bad. You don't
4: do it. You do it, and then you (laughs) it.
0: But, you know, in this passage here... rotary phones, too. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
3: Yeah. When you only had to to dial four numbers. (laughs) (laughs) It takes
2: takes 12 minutes.
3: (laughs) It takes
0: 12 minutes to dial. (laughs) Seven, nine,
3: eight.
1: (laughs) 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 Some of you listening (laughs) have
0: no idea what we're talking about.
1: (laughs) Look it up. uh, It's called rotary phone. Just just Google it.
2: Well, when I look at this here, he says, continue steadfastly with thanksgiving... You know, so consistently, and he says, pray for us, but he says, pray that we will have opportunities to, to declare the mystery of Christ. And so in a sense, he's saying, continue to pray for this one thing, but he's praying for opportunities. And so I see a subtle difference between pray that I win the lottery repeatedly, 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 as opposed to continue to pray for this, this task that could, could happen in a plethora of different ways what they're praying for is, is is still kind of open-ended. I think a lot of times where we get into the the, the deadness of prayer is when we think we know the only mm-hmm. outcome. I've heard it put this way. If you can be the answer to your own prayer, then you're not really needing to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to being open to God, is there a different perspective? Am I missing something here? What What else is I would like for this to be healed or changed or fixed, mm-hmm. but at the same time, is, is something bigger going on here? Am I missing right. something? Can I see something? I mean, so it's it's a subtle difference, but one of them, I think, is being more receptive and open, and the other is, I'm using prayer to try and get what I want.
3: Yeah.
0: I'll, let's use your lottery thing. now. I don't play the lottery, because I don't believe in voluntary taxes. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> And I'm not saying I play the lottery either. That was just the first like thing that it. popped in my head. It,
0: it, well, it sounded like <laughs> it. I'm just... All those scratch tickets in the bottom of your floorboard. (laughs) Um, But I don't think it's wrong to pray every day, Lord, let me me win the lottery. Right. I think the whole lack of steadfastness or the vain repetition comes from where if you believe, Lord, let me win the lottery, let me win the lottery, Mm -hmm. let me win the lottery, over and over again. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I look at prayer in the scriptures, the model prayer, the Lord's Prayer is a good example. You just lay it out there. You, you don't need to beg God. He's not...
5: Yeah.
0: Earnest, steadfast or earnest prayer is not cl- clever, persuasive prayer that's somehow going to get God to do something that He otherwise would not have done unless you had called it to His attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's that's st- Steadfast prayer is more about us aligning ourselves with who mm-hmm. He is. And I think that's where you're coming from, mm-hmm. where prayer becomes... Less about the words that we say, and more about the heart that we open, and the reflections that we engage in, which leads us to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Now, what were you thankful about, Misty?
5: Um, this morning, whenever I was going to leave and leave all my study stuff at home because I got in a hurry and was trying to grab things, and um, you know, and that's just one example. But I think just being constantly you know, talking to him and and just always, and the thankfulness goes along with the, you know, with the steadfast prayer, and and thanking him is admitting that you believe he's going to do what he's, you know, what he says he's going to do. You're thankful for these things that he's going to bring to your life, and you're thankful for the way um, your day's going to go, we pray, I feel like we need to pr- be intentional with our prayers and what we're asking for or what we're petitioning for. You know, Paul here, he's asking for prayer for the whole ministry, for his whole team, you know, to go out and to be able to reach these people on the outside, the non-believers. Um, and I feel like sometimes when we pray for things, for me, I'm speaking for myself, am I really believing what I'm praying for? And... um being thankful for how God is going to answer that your will not mine is you know that's tough to do some days when I know the outcome I want but I have to submit myself to him and then at the same time be thankful for whatever that is
1: that reminds me of when Amory was little and um, was getting on the youth van back when we could do that and Daryl prayed Daryl was a youth minister then and Daryl prayed um, they were going to Port Aransas and Daryl prayed not that they would have safety, but that if they didn't have safety, that um, that it, God would use it for his glory. And I was like, why are you praying that? <laughs> it must like, have been I'm an
2: accidental like, prayer. I don't remember praying that. <laughs> uh,
1: and, but it was the first time that I really stopped and thought, you know, ha- like, I should pray that as a parent. Like, not that. My kid will have an easy road, but my kid's road will be used for his glory. Mm-hmm. not that I'll have an easy road, but that will be used for his glory, mm-hmm. and that that um and i don't know that was a very eye opening moment to mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm.
0: and and that kind of prayer is not we want to pray for god's glory don't don't misread what I'd like right. to say, but God's glory in the sense that Anne Marie and all those other students in the van that not that it'll go easy for them, but that they will be transformed and conformed into the image of Christ, which may require hardship, and tears, and prayer, and brokenness. I mean, you, um, so that's and as a parent, that's hard.
5: It's hard mm-hmm. to do.
2: Hard, hard to, to pray do. that way. I think really? we're talking yeah. about prayer here. It's it's got to be a partnership. You're partnering with God, mm-hmm. and then you're you're bringing your thoughts, your feelings, your burdens, your concerns, and He's listening. He's caring. Yet he's got a bigger picture than you and a, and a, and a, a greater ability to, to see things. And that involves us being willing to say, okay, God, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm.
5: Interesting.
4: Well, and yeah. Yeah, Interesting. trusting. Yeah, and trusting.
5: Yeah, walking by faith not by sight
4: yeah and trusting him in, in his timing is not always going to be what we want mm-hmm. we want a different timing i i'm the i'm the fast food prayer i, I want my answer now mm-hmm. and so i have to learn and then god has been very gracious with being patient with me in teaching me that i have to be um patient and waiting and watching and Because his timing is very different from mine in the sense that he has other things he's trying to work out with other people. And it might not be for me. Right, He might be working on somebody else. for you, too. It's for everybody.
2: Well, you said waiting.
4: Yes, eventually it will be for me. But in the meantime, I may not know what else is going on with somebody else that's involved in my overall umbrella prayer that I might be presenting.
0: Well, but... Okay. Okay. But at the same time you think you're just waiting for someone else to get their stuff. When someone else is waiting on you, they're waiting for you to get your stuff. <laughs> we're all we're all in the process. Um, mm-hmm. but the waiting could be the process.
2: Yeah. Right. And I think I think that's the difference between the steadfastly <laughs> here <laughs> yeah. is
0: because when we're praying
2: just, okay, I checked it off my list or I need to pray that I get this in Jesus' name and then I'm just gonna jump back into life as usual as opposed to bringing those things to God, but mm-hmm. then help me to continue to li- be looking around, open to what you're doing or something different, and, and it may change the way we pray. It may um, We may get the answer that day, or we may just show, you know, we're just going
0: to continue to wait mm-hmm. and, and work through it. You, you use the word watch. You said praying, waiting, watch, and waiting and watching. Uh, that's what he says, being watchful. Mm-hmm. My rendering is to being alert. What are you
4: watching for? Well, I'm I'm watching for um, for his word. Well, for his direction. Um, for um, what direction that I should be going into. Which is the going back to the continuous prayer. If you're in prayer continually, you're in you're with him continually, and so you have that connection going, and you're more open to the Holy Spirit telling you.
0: So, do What's you next? wait for the Holy Spirit to tell you when you should pray?
4: Um, well, I think oh, I, I, I think that's kind. Of, wait, you. yes, <laughs> she did. Because, yeah, I, I see that trap, and I and I.
3: have
0: <laughs> covered it with like leaves. Yes, you
4: just just leaves though. I, I've tra- got a blower. He's good at that. So, leaves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> lettuce. So, the lettuce. So, see. So, if you wait till you feel like praying, you mm-hmm. will never pray. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and that's true, and that's true. And I have found that in my darkest times in my life it is when I have stepped away from prayer for whatever reason. And getting back to that connection and being back in the word and reading and uh, the scripture and um, just praying more. And writing out my prayers, sometimes writing you? out my prayers. My wife writes
2: hers out too. She um,
4: I that. do sometimes. I'm not, I, I don't write out my prayers very often, but when I'm in a really, really bad, bad, bad place, I find that writing out my prayers helps to clear my mind and helps me yeah. to refocus. I probably should practice that more often um, since it does help me refocus more.
5: Okay. Well, and other pe- talking about being obedient other people's um when we're not obedient to to the calling of what we're supposed to do that um, affects other people's um you know walk yes what they're if we're not doing what we're supposed to do that aligns with other people doing what they're supposed to do and when we don't do it then it it messes them up does that make sense Mm -hmm. i mean and that's the importance of Sure, there's other people, but there's some things that God calls you to do that only you can do. Mm -hmm. And when we don't do that.
0: Are there some people, are there some prayers that only you can pray? Absolutely. I think that's, I think it's a big part of life is the watching part. I think that that whole watching around us Mm -hmm. all the time for the things that we should be praying Mm -hmm. about.
5: um, And don't wait. Some things you can wait on. Some things are needful at that moment. And, And I mean, I've. I've witnessed this and I've been a part of this. I have used to be one that would wait when God would tell me to do something. I would say, okay, I'll do that in a little bit. But the more over the last few years that I've been uh, obedient to doing it right then and there, I always have not always, but a lot of the times I have the confirmation that come later from the people mm-hmm. that say mm-hmm. you you have no idea how much that text meant to me at that moment. you knew exactly the moment to send that, and that's because I've stopped whatever I was doing and just did exactly what he he asked me to do at that moment, and that's you know you can't that's you can't explain that to people that have have like, no idea. Have mm-hmm. never been
2: there. I, I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were, they were comparing. I don't know if they're comparing. Was them. it as good as ours?
5: No. No. There's, mm-hmm. there's no. You, know, you better say We're up. a five-star
2: <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> five-star from two people.
0: <laughs> I know who the first five-star
5: was. We got Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> where they were comparing, I don't know if it was prayer or whatever, but comparing to improv. And I've never done improv or been in an improv situation, but they well said... What's the deal with pumpkin pie? They said <laughs> that a lot of people think, oh, I could never be funny like that, that, that part of improv is having all these phrases and cliches and go-to moves in your pocket. And they said, no, the, the true humor of what makes improv work is when both people just play off of each other. Mm-hmm. Because if someone feeds you a line, you can resist it, you can kind of shut it down, or you can try and manipulate where you want it to go. Or you can kind of, the third option is to kind of roll with it. And they were just making the point that that when kind of it's jazz connecting with <laughs> I
1: with was God thinking it's marriage. <laughs> 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 that sounds like dinner time at my house.
0: <laughs> you and I have improv'd numerous mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a worship service. Yes. Oh, and it's, yeah. it's it's exciting. It's, it's, and fun. it's delightful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Yes. I've, I've thought.
2: And I don't. I have no
0: idea where this is going. Well, to end. And sometimes I think, oh gosh, she's going
2: to kill me because it's just like you say something, and my mind just goes there, and I just can't not say it. And uh, it's it's fun. But yeah, it's nothing's rehearsed or scripted or.
1: Missy and I don't get that. We just get heckled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, no idea what you're about. we
2: actually, I was heckling myself because you were spelling, and it took from Sunday. She was spelling a word. And mm-hmm. I am horrible because I'm a visual learner. Yes. And so when mm-hmm. people s- spell a word for me, I get lost because I have to see each letter. Mm-hmm. But then if I'm seeing the letters, my brain's not turning it into a word. It's just seeing letters. And I like, have this horrible process of you spelled playground. And it took me a while to catch up. <laughs> literally. And I was like, I'm serious. I'm trying to figure out what you spell.
0: You paused. <laughs> this is amazing. She spilled a playground on uh, those of you who may not, I mean, none of you know, in the worship service joke. Sunday. We're outside because of COVID. Which is online. You could go check this out right now. Yeah. You should. No, you should. Well, this is over. You need so to go check that. this out. <laughs> we're outside worshiping because of COVID, which has been really nice. So the weather's been perfect. Yes. Not so the COVID, COVID, that being COVID outside. outside. <laughs> <laughs> being COVID great. has not it's been beautiful. good at all. <laughs> being outside is good. Joni was making the announcement because where we're set up as a playground right behind us, and she was like, "So you can go to the P L A Y G R O U N D when it's over." What's it's funny? It's about when
2: you got to the G. Even
0: my mind when, again was. But when you, it was like a dirty word. When you <laughs> were saying it a moment ago, you paused, wondering, "Can I say it or not?" <laughs> <Do you laughs> There was a, a now playgrounds like we're boating it's like it's awesome, isn't it? we, can't we can't say, say
3: it. Anymore. So a a
0: you you are watchful for stuff to pray for. There's never a shortage of things to pray for.
1: Uh, I'm struggling a little bit. With what? With well, with how to pray. So like my my friend had a son who was really sick and I was praying that he would get well and or that he would be healed and then he passed away. And so now I'm like was my prayer the wrong pray, prayer to pray? Was it? This is probably an issue for the crying couch. <laughs> but, um, but, like, you just, you know, like, you think about, like, am I supposed to pray for that? How am I supposed to pray for that? How, like, and now I pray for comfort for the family. But, but just, I don't know.
2: I think when you pray like that, what you're doing is you're showing God your heart. You're saying, God, I don't want their son mm-hmm. to die. And this is what I want. But that's not how it played out. So I don't think that means that's anything wrong with how you prayed. I, I think that that's one of those situations where we have to step back and say, I don't understand. And maybe God is doing some bigger things in all of this. But I don't think it's a in, an indictment on your praying in any way. I don't know. Or, it's just or, hard or, to
0: know. Or that it's wrong to pray for someone to get better. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good prayer. I mean, pray. honestly, it's I love
2: the way yeah. Jamie prays when we're in staff meeting or whatever and we ask for things. I mean, hes I'm like, I need to. I mean, you're just like over and above what I would have prayed. You're you're very generous mm-hmm. in in your requests, and I'm like, why, yeah.
5: why not? Why mm-hmm. why do we
2: have to be so restrained and mm-hmm. and praying for things? So I don't know. I
5: think sometimes we put God. In it, that's cliche to say we put God in a box, but I think we do. In our own minds, we limit what we think he's capable of doing. Or we put
2: ourselves in a box maybe because we think it's being more holy. Like, yeah. well, I'm not going to ask for that. I'm going right. to be humble and only ask for yeah. this.
5: But the Bible clearly says to ask above and beyond for those things.
0: Uh, mine is like Hebrews 4.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: we boldly, boldly come before yep. the throne of grace. I'm not timid. Yep. I'm not bold. But then sometimes it doesn't. It, it, but um, why not ask?
2: And I think that's kind of what Johnny was doing. Mm-hmm. I'm praying for the best possible yeah. outcome that I can see.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,
2: then,
1: how do people, like, if you say, I'm praying for your child to get better and he doesn't, then, like, what does that reflect on God?
0: Well, ho- 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 I'm opening up in
1: a big old can. Yeah. Let's
0: <laughs>
2: say we've just the opened up a three-part podcast series right here
1: (laughs) on (laughs) death
0: (laughs) and (laughs) dying, a special Under the Water Tower. Um, So, I don't want to sound callous, but everybody dies. When we pray for the Lord's will to be done, right? Right. That's how we pray. We are praying that our life and our death be back to where you were earlier, to the glory of the Lord and in the fullness of his time. So this is tragic. I mean, I don't I don't want to downplay. Mm-hmm. This parent, these parents, mm-hmm. the, the the trauma, I can't even fathom it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love my daughters very much. I'm sure they love their children very much. So the, the the pain is there, but your prayer wasn't unanswered. You were praying in the name of Christ, not in the cliche way, but in a By the authority of a Christ follower, I'm praying boldly for the Lord, for this kid to get healed. But you're also praying that his will be done. And from that child's perspective, death was not the worst possible outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But you owe no one an apology for a defective prayer. By contrast, what you did is you showed this family how much you cared. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you were not callous to their needs. And that you were not distant and aloof. That, there's nothing worse than a distance and aloof kind of prayer that mm-hmm. says, I'll pray for it. And you shoot up the prayer and you're. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you emotionally connected. So much so that here we are a week later and you're right. still on your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to. And it's still going to be on your heart.
3: Yeah,
2: the, the, I don't know if I'll get through this story or not, um, but the most powerful illustration of someone who I think saw beyond saw Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. Saw a kingdom bigger than earth. Um, I think we don't know what to do with the idea of afterlife. I think we talk about heaven, we talk about all these things, and I think the general. Christian population just sees it as better than the alternative. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we truly understand how beyond amazing um, it is. But um, I was at a church and um, we had had uh, our little youth praise band practice and a bunch of the guys were going to go to um, some of the boys' house that night and just hang out getting ready for, uh, it was probably like a back to school event or something like that. And two of the boys, it was a foggy, wet, rainy night. Two of the boys were in a car driving back, lost control, low water crossing, went inside, flipped it upside down, Mm -hmm. couldn't get out. One boy got out. By the time they got the other boy out, um, his mom and dad had made it to the low water crossing. His dad was a a fireman and um, was doing CPR on his own son mm-hmm. and the mom told the story at the memorial and, and I this family had more faith than I'd ever seen more genuine authentic faith she told the story of standing there watching her husband give her 16 year old son CPR praying God, please let him come back. But in her mind, actually having the thought, he's not going to want to.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I thought, good grief, how mm-hmm. do you, how do you see that in that moment? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could have. Mm-hmm. And I think so often, like you said, everyone's going to die, and we see death is so final. And it's like, oh, I guess I'll go to heaven now. It's going to be one long church service or whatever, and. I don't think we truly grasp how little this earth has to offer compared
0: to beyond. Um, I don't know for mm-hmm. what it's worth. Um, I, I'm, I completely concur with your assessment and uh, thank you for sharing that yeah, story. Yeah, thank you. Thank um, you for
4: sharing that. that those too, are hard Joni. things. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, thank you, Joni, for being open about mm-hmm. the, the the watchfulness of prayer in that regard. I, um, grief hurts. And I think Paul's familiar with that grief. Mm -hmm. Remember where he's at, he's in prison, probably facing his own death. Mm -hmm. And these are all things that flow through his writings, but even in the midst of that Thanksgiving. So I want to push a little bit with you as we move to the Thanksgiving aspect here. What can you be thankful for? Because in Philippians, Paul says, in all things, give thanks. So where can you find the thanksgiving in that? And maybe not a, an answer right now, but working through that.
5: And sometimes watching. that comes later, the right. thankfulness. You, I mean, it, we are supposed to be thankful in all things, but we don't see the full effect of that until sometimes later
0: well I think that's true but I also think the command here to be watchful for it is to be looking for the thanksgiving in it not the whining in it mm-hmm. yeah um I don't want to downplay grief mm-hmm. but one of the things we say when we lose someone is well they were robbed from me I was yeah. robbed. they were taken from me as opposed to I had all these years with them mm-hmm. before yeah. they left yeah um Whenever I do memorial services, one thing I always try and put out, uh, play out is that um, our, our loved one never really belonged to us. Mm-hmm. We right. think they belong to us because mm-hmm. we're inherently selfish, but they never belong. They always belong to God. And even though they're gone, that, ha- that status has not changed. They mm-hmm. still belong to God as much then as they did before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where that, the mom... She had that realization that mm-hmm. I want him to come back. I want the CPR to be effective, but he doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. He's his own individual, and he belongs to the Lord, and having been in heaven, he will not want to come back here.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm.
0: And that comes from a different perspective on death. Death is not the end.
1: Yeah. Now, we mm-hmm.
0: are given life as a gift, and we should live this life... As healthful, as responsible, and as um, uh, committed to well-being as we can. Because all these things, teachings tell us this this idea. But we can't let staying alive and being alive be the only value that drives us. Right. I, I think I see a lot of Christ followers who... As Daryl was saying, treat this life as the only thing there is.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: As if heaven were just, you know, clouds um, and harps. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a hopeful possibility. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Not a certainty.
5: Well, and we want to stay and see our grandkids grow up and get married. And, you know, those things that we feel like are they are important to us at that moment. And you have grandkids. You know, I do. I have five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. five. Just making sure that you have five great
0: kids. (laughs) Okay. So how about um, this whole prayer about open door? You've already referenced it a couple of times, Fishback. What does an open door um, look like?
4: Opportunity. Opportunity to share the word, to be able to talk about Jesus to someone who may not know who he is.
0: Um, it's fascinating that he's asking them to pray for him to have that, which seems to be that he doesn't really have one. Where is he? Is he's, in he's in prison. He's in
1: prison.
0: So, so wait a minute. I, I always see Clint Eastwood in that movie, right? Uh, he's in prison. The, the door is literally closed. Literally closed. This is not a metaphor. It's a literal closed door. He cannot leave his house. He's a, if it's the same imprisonment at the end of Acts, he's under house arrest. Uh, he can't go out and preach in the marketplace, he can't go to the synagogue. So he literally is asking for the door to be opened. What might that mean?
1: It, what could, it? it could literally mean for the door to be opened. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for who to come through it?
4: Because he still can't go out of it.
1: Right, so for, for people who need to hear about
4: so different guards. guards. Mm-hmm. He's in different. More prisoners. <laughs> he is praying more <laughs> <to the> prisoners.
3: <laughs>
4: he's literally saying, "I can't
2: go find lost oh souls." Gosh, sorry, that re- totally reminds me of a joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to remind you. Two minutes ago, you were crying.
3: <laughs> I know, this is my brain. Just because she's I a. He's can't a three. Spell. I can't. <laughs>
2: So I think it's an old Aggie joke. There's an Aggie, and oh. give me your uh, a Longhorn. Give me another school. What are we? Phoebe's at Tech. We'll go Tech. I'll just keep it short. So there's a the Longhorn. You're a
5: great joke teller. <laughs> well, I was trying to make it
1: <laughs> a p-
2: relevant. He's
5: gonna forget the punchline now.
2: So they all get stranded on this island. They find the lamp genie. They rub it. Comes out. First one says, um, the Longhorn says, you know, what's your wish? So I wish I was back home with my family, and poof, he's gone. And then the, what do I say, Texas Tech says, Oh, you know what? I I wish I was back with my girlfriend. And poof, he's gone. And Aggie thinks and thinks. And he says, I sure missed those two guys. I wish they were back here with me. (laughs) (laughs) So Paul is praying for more prisoners, you know. (laughs) Sorry, that's just where my brain
3: went. (laughs) Wow.
0: (laughs) I've heard that. Now he's crying again, (laughs) (laughs) but it's different. (laughs) That's, That's brutal.
2: Under the water towel, uh-huh. you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll throw your phone in the
0: you'll river. you slit your wrist. Uh, I, I am thinking um, that may not be where Paul's at on this, but I do think where, you're, where Kelly's right, he's literally, that the door would be open and that some heathen would walk in, because that, that's the only avenue I have. I wonder, though, if Paul's not being somewhat passive-aggressive here with the, I don't have anybody. I have these constraints on me. You know what you don't have on you? Constraints. constraints.
3: Mm-hmm. You can
0: talk to whoever you want to. I see that very mm-hmm. clear. And then he says mm-hmm. that I may know how I ought to speak. Um, that I might make it clear. Make what clear? Well, and he's
2: writing to the Colossians. so I mean, in many ways, they are his hands and feet to a certain degree. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense.
0: That's true.
1: And That's that, true. That make in, in verse four also, like the real the the original word is reveal, or it can be interpreted reveal. Is that right?
0: Um, yeah.
1: Translated, not interpreted. It's a. Wrong
0: word. I'm looking at it here. Uh, it is um, the same word uh, that is connected to uh, revelation in terms of like epiphany. Um, to, so to be revealed is a good. A good way of understanding mm. so that. So if
1: you're talking about the mystery of cl- Christ, that you can reveal it to cl- clearly? Um, what like, is the
0: mystery of Christ, and why do you need help speaking it clearly?
1: I don't think it was understood.
0: Is it understood now? Nope. No. No. Because I have to confess to you, yesterday I was preaching about um, reconciliation, and this, once the mosquito got in my ear, I was fine. The... The the Bible teaches us, and Paul uses in Second in Corinthians that, this language that in Christ God was reconciling the world to Him. Right. I I know what the words mean. I don't know if I understand exactly what that means mm-hmm. and all that that means. Because I can I, I can grab a hold of the idea that He's reconciling the church to Himself. Like we're we're, we're redeemed. I get that, but. The whole world somehow mm-hmm. is being reconciled. And that's not the same thing as salvation.
5: Mm-hmm. That's something different. different. It's being
0: reconciled to him. And then I rest there's a lot about Christ that's still a mystery. And and everyone who's ever preached understands exactly what Paul is saying here. Mm-hmm. Even though you know it in your head and you know it in your heart. You can really just mess the whole thing up by saying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. think that's where if we're talking about prayer here, that's that's kind of the
2: difference. You got people who think they've got it all figured out, and they know, and they know, and they know. This is what this verse means, and this is what God means, and God told me this, and they're so confident.
0: Confident people really worry mm -hmm. me.
2: That that you you start getting into. I've been around Mm -hmm. pastors like that. Not you. Not here. Those who write books, just to clarify. (laughs) But. (laughs) That He's not going to let Right And it affects the way they pray. And I think a lot of even their prayers become very destructive almost. As opposed to someone who's saying, I, I get it, but I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I think when that type of person prays, there's a little bit more vulnerability there. There's a little bit more, here's here's where I'm feeling I want to go. But at the same time, I'm open. God, show me something. Show well, me something and different. The
5: word is alive. So it's going to yeah. mean something different to you what you're going through at this moment in your life you can read a certain scripture and it means one thing Mm. you can come back to that in, you know six months and you're going through something completely different Mm -hmm. and that scripture may mean something totally different to you at that time because it's personal and that's what the word of God does it transforms and because it is alive
0: I can read something in the morning (laughs) and it means something to me yeah one way Mm -hmm. very clear in my mind Read it again in the afternoon and say, oh, no, that's God. not, this is what, that's it completely bad. changed
5: my mind. 500 times, um, and yet this time it means something completely yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and reveal, talk to, talking about revealing, f- that revealing to me also is to be watchful and watching for those opportunities to reveal themselves for you know, our ministry opportunities to be able Some to minister to Some of the literature
0: to, to that regard, I mean, you're you're tracking brilliantly today, minister of sinister.
1: Yeah. Today? Today. <laughs> minister <laughs> of sinister. As I think
0: you're awesome all the time. To, Thank you, yes, Joni. So yeah.
5: <laughs> see, I know what you meant. I <laughs> it's
0: okay. How You compliment someone and you get in trouble. It's like, you look good today. Well, what about yesterday? I, I was just not about yesterday. I had to live in the present. Um. A lot of the literature kind here like talks about how... gives you a thumbs up and a text message. <laughs> with, with verse 2, now
5: it's a fist bump. Paul <laughs>
0: begins with this idea of prayer. But by the time he gets to verse 4, and now he's talking about outward stuff. So he starts with the inward conversation that we have with the Lord about what he's praying, what we should pray, what they should pray. And now it's, now what I should say to other people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is, the whole focus changes after that because how... Pray to the Lord about how I'm going to talk to other people. Mm-hmm. And then he switches over to to walk with wisdom with Wise. outsiders. Yes. What a fun word is outsiders. <laughs> uh, who are the outsiders?
3: <laughs> it's
2: five guys in T-shirts and
3: slick backed hair. I saw, I saw that, that movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie. Stay gold. You, stay, stay gold. Stay gold. You, you, you went so 1980s, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, who are the outsiders for reals?
1: So they were in the church, so the people who were not inside the church, outside of the church, like well, literal outsiders.
0: So does that make you feel comfortable this language of outsiders?
1: Well, I think so many times um I know I'm guilty of it. Like we we speak where if someone wasn't familiar with the church, like they may not understand what that means, like like, when they're like, why are you not teaching anymore? Well, because God called me. What did he do? Like, dialed you on the rotary phone? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, Christianese. But you know, yeah, Christianese. So, I think it's like...
3: We make,
0: have our own language. Yes, yes, we and Making
1: sure that when we talk to people from different backgrounds that that what you're trying to convey about Christ comes out. It's revealed.
0: So, to the outsiders, to walk with wisdom toward the outsiders, um... I have a hard time with the outsider language. Just my mom' disposition Mm -hmm. Um, sounds kind of country clubbish.
5: Witnessing doesn't always have to be in the form of "Do you know Jesus? Let me tell you about Jesus." It can be in the form of "How are you?" You know, Mm -hmm. I saw you in the store, and I was just wanted to talk to you for a minute. How have you been doing? Mm -hmm. That's you know, that's
2: well, and it could it could be you've got people that. Are we labeling on them on the outside, or mm-hmm. do they feel outside because of how they're treated? Right. Whereas the people who are on the outside, let them know they can be on the inside. Let them know they're welcome. Let they're kno- yep. let them know they're included. And can can can. can
0: okay. Be. Can you be an outsider but on the inside?
3: Yes. Sure. Yeah.
0: I bet we've all felt that way mm-hmm. before. Where I I'm I'm, insi- I'm in the group. I'm in the church. I belong. But I don't feel whether it's because the church is cliquish or not warm or because I'm just—my predisposition is wrong. I, we, I think we've all, all probably been—
4: Or maybe they're not ready. take to Maybe they're not ready that they made that first step to actually walk through the doors. They're here on Sunday mornings or whenever— Watching, Mm -hmm. watching the podcast, whatever it is that they're doing, but they've made it. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You're probably doing it. (laughs) And that's when you have to. to You're watching your YouTube, but you know you've made it through those doors, but you're not quite ready to make that next step. And as, um, I think that's where we need to be with our with our watchfulness. We need to be waiting and watching for these people to see how can we help. make them feel more welcome and And be praying for them and and finding a place for them to fit in would they like to come to my small group class would they like to would they feel more comfortable in somebody else's do they have kids that need to go you know all of these different that would be in your group misty or in or in your group Joni. and
2: i don't i don't think he's labeling them so much saying these people are on the outside right but he's saying people can feel on the outside or on the inside based on how we engage them and mm-hmm. how we act and how Sorcery we treat So wise them. toward mm-hmm. them. Wise. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I think you can go both ways. I think you can be so over-the-top welcoming yes. that you scare people That's to death. Sure. That's
4: there's,
5: there's a discernment and, and there's a fine line that you have to know how to approach these people. And, and then we have
0: the thing we have in our culture today, which I struggle with, and that is the different generational predispositions toward what they want. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, you know, baby boomers want one thing. Yeah. Uh, their parents, uh, the, those that are still around, the busters, um, those people want something altogether different. And then I'm a Gen Xer. I generally just want you to leave me alone. <laughs> um, and then the millennials, golly, I don't know. I have a hard time figuring out exactly what they have in their mind is mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing and what they would look for as welcoming So I often think about the outsider language here can be generationally uh, Hmm. uh, uh, interpreted as well because most churches are run by baby boomers and Gen Xers, Mm -hmm. and so they're the insiders, and those millennials are on the outside, and that's the group everyone says we got to reach, but we keep them on the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, This is what I worry about. You've Mm -hmm. got two of those two kids in that almost. Liam's more so than your your son, more so than your daughter. Mm-hmm.
4: Yes, uh, my daughter um, is a self proclaimed um, Gen Z. So Gen Z sounds like Etsy's brother. Z. <laughs> Z. Do you have an
0: Etsy shop? No, I
4: have a Gen Z shop. Sounds like something that you need to take, like it has vitamin C in it. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Gen Z and a little bit of vitamin C. <laughs> you mix it with water. Magnesium lactate. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think that what what I see with my kids is I have a, a 21-year-old and a 17, almost 18-year-old, and I see where they are looking for a place to plug in. They're looking for their peers. They're looking for um, people that they can be close to, but at the same time, they also like their independence, so it's kind of hard I think they're they're filling their way
2: I think I think they want a voice too because I think a lot of them feel like they have generations above them saying well we did this and we did that and they're saying yeah but you also had this going for you and you didn't have this on your shoulders and that's where I think a lot of the, the, the frustration and the anger even some of the protesting is people don't realize the systematic problems we have that are not equal the generations don't have the same they each have their own challenges and their own problems but so often we want the younger generations to conform to our way of seeing things jump through our hoops do it the way we did it and a lot of them may be looking at us saying well I'm not convinced it worked for you mm-hmm. um, why do I want to do that or could, could I have my own opinion about it? And I feel like a lot of them, like you said, are kind of searching for their
3: footing. I
4: would definitely say that at least my two have um, very very set and very loud opinions about things. Um, Maybe that's the way we raise them, or maybe that's also the way their peers are. I'm not actually really sure. But um, I do find that they are very vocal about about what's happening in the world and what's happening, what they think they want. Um, But also being younger, I think they also realize that these things can change as they get older
3: but
0: outside Mm -hmm. I think outsiders we try and keep them outside and one of the the things you have to wrestle with is the only way to bridge those generational gaps and have everyone be on the inside is if you invite the outsiders in Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and then allow them when when you do let them be who they are yes mm-hmm. yes right don't say you can be in when you conform when like right. us. to mm-hmm. what we're doing yeah. um, and
5: meet, and you know we've said it before meeting them where they're at and mm-hmm. loving them where they're at and letting them know that we offer a place of you know belonging mm-hmm. and, and you
2: can't uh, you can't fake acceptance true. Sure right can.
3: Oh, you um, you jump, jump th- th- okay. <laughs> I disagree with that <laughs> i miss
0: messing with fish you, you can shake. try
1: to but they, see, it through
2: make it. they <laughs> see through that they see through <laughs> that in that we say accept them as they are where they are a lot of times that's just accept them where they are now and tell mm-hmm. and, and that means my, my root opinion of them is still they're not where they need to be as opposed to allowing them.
1: And mm-hmm. it's and knowing... Oh, keep going. No, I was going to
2: say that's a lot harder to do because there's vulnerability in that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I can't control that.
1: And it's mm-hmm. recognizing that that's not the future church. That is the church now. Mm-hmm. They yes. are the church. Yes, that, they is, are. that is a part of us. That is. Or
0: we're going to fail, and they'll never be the church
2: because right. they'll walk away. Yeah. I'm a little more optimistic. I think they mm-hmm. will find their own expression
0: of what it means to be the church. I'm, I'm optimistic, too. In fact, I'm, often, I'm, on, I'm on record as saying I have great hope in the generations behind us. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have a lot less of the baggage that we have mm-hmm. that hangs us up. But yes. then what does
5: that entail of us? It's living by... We have to set the example. That's our responsibility and our obligation is to, to live by example for them to see and, and watch and learn from that. And our loving and acceptance of them where they're at being prayful you know being in prayer for them and and thanking the lord already for what he's going to do in their lives i mean it all works together every bit of it
1: do you think in ten years they're going to, going to be having a podcast and they'll be like those outsiders? You know, those baby boomers, and those
3: <laughs> people, you know, they talking
4: might. about possibly
1: they—they
0: <laughs> um, they won't be having podcasts. So they'll yeah. be doing something. No. Yeah.
1: It'll well, it will be, whatever, sky riding, the
4: it'll be in the air. <laughs> Skyriding. riding. It just seems like flying it's cars. They finally be <laughs> flying cars.
1: <laughs> um, Podcasting <laughs> from the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, like they want to be a part of the group, but they also want want to have their uniqueness, and, and that mm-hmm. uniqueness is really important.
4: Well, I think as a church, I think it's if we're still talking about our kids or the gen- younger generations, I think as a we're church. We're talking
0: about we're, whatever you want to talk
4: about. <laughs> okay. We're all over the place today. So, well, I think that one of the things that's really w- mm-hmm. important in church, if you have children coming into the church, then you have a children's pastor who can help with bringing those young children in and in helping guide them and helping to guide those parents, guide the mm-hmm. children. And the same thing with the youth you have that liaison in such a way that you have your youth pastor and you have to help them mm-hmm. to work with the youth. Mm-hmm. In um, where my son is in school, he is uh, currently visiting visiting churches in his area. The church is there because it's a college town, have a college pastor and so those college pastors then are helping those college students be able to Maneuver and to work into those grounds. I think that that's a nice thing. If, if it can be done, not every church can do that. Well, it's it's But good. in this particular case, it's worth. Of course, I'm well. very
0: proud of the staff that we have that oh, ministers yeah. to different age groups and different variations. Mm-hmm. But the, the task, the, the continual task, whether you're talking about baby boomers or busters or Gen Z or whatever group you have, is to always bring them to the inside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to go 1980s on you, but uh, probably the best. I love the 80s. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Rick we Warren's first
0: book, 80s. before he wrote The Purpose Driven Life, he wrote The Purpose Driven Church, and he mm-hmm. had this great paradigm in which you bring people who are just the crowd, you want to move them toward the core. This is the, the And that, that's just a little too much process for me, but he's right in the sense of, what we want to do is take people who are on, on, on outsiders and bring, bring them to the, the inside. End. This is what Jesus did, yep. is he brought outsiders and made a, a whole new community. Mm-hmm. We're all I, think, w- I think
2: where we've missed it is when bringing them to, to the core is about getting them to conform to our system, mm-hmm. whatever that mm-hmm. church system may be, as opposed to getting them to the core of being someone who is fully alive in themselves and in Christ and living out of their authentic nature, which again,
0: institutional church doesn't
2: like because you can't control that. You can't put it in boxes. And, and
0: Another problem with institutional church is it monopolizes our time. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I have a real issue in my own personal reading this verse that I may be wise with outsiders. <laughs> how about be unwise with outsiders? <laughs> uh, but how about just having some outsiders? Everyone I come into contact with is an insider, insider yeah. right? Mm. You don't uh,
5: go to Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've never seen him at Walmart. The parking lot, but not inside Walmart. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you in any store.
3: <laughs> That's just
0: not... I've you're seen, right. <laughs> I have it all delivered. <laughs> <laughs> no, go. I've seen... To I know. I'm
5: not saying you have not been there. I've just not seen you. I've seen Kim.
0: He doesn't go to the dollar store.
5: I've yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen any actually, of you I in I the, the dollar, dollar
3: store.
0: store. I go to the dollar <laughs> store. <laughs> um... What I'm trying to say is, (laughs) like a lot of you, who, whether you're ministry, like we are around the table here, or you're just committed to church, all your friends, Mm -hmm. all your relationships, all your peer groups, all your activities, or the vast majority of them, filter through church activities, Mm -hmm. whether it's worship, uh, going to things, camp. Uh, who you have for dinner? All these things. Who you have over for dinner? <laughs> not who you have
2: for, for dinner. dinner. We're How not, not that lector. Baba <laughs> beans and a bottle of yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're going to have to change our name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're coming for you, Clarice. Hey, yeah, um, So <laughs> <it's>, uh,
3: <laughs>
0: everyone I know is an insider. So I have to go, you know, above, I have to work really hard. Mm. You know, I walk up to people and I'm like, hey, would you be my heathen friend?
3: <laughs>
0: you're a candidate, I can tell by your actions. It's even harder where we live, because uh, wherever you're listening to this, you may be listening anywhere, but where we live is, I don't want to use the language saturated, but it's very gospelified. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say even our heathens have a creed of belief, right? Um, there's just not a lot of people who are not connected to some church or some religious tradition, wherever you live. It's all, all my all my heathen friends are online. Heathen mm-hmm. friends. <laughs> heathen <laughs> friends. There,
1: there is a sorry, special God, group on his can't. phone. Heathen
5: friends. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> if he had can't. any.
2: An H next to your name.
5: It's what <laughs> You know, I think sometimes we get so f- and I'm going to speak for myself since I'm not elected speaker of the table. You can speak for me, Misty, it's good. I feel like, you know, you have and you know, I have family that have problems, issues, um drug issues and I want to say, you know, if you'll just start going to church and you'll let, you know, accept the Lord and follow his, you know, you give them the whole thing and you can come out of this. He can bring you out of this. But what I've learned is that they need Jesus first and foremost because they're sinners. We're sinners. We have to have him for forgiveness and the redemption. And when they come to Jesus because they are sinners, then he takes care of the drug problems and he takes care of those other big issues that we feel like are the main identity that that we see you know being the biggest problem we want that fixed but in the truth of it all they they just have to come to him first because they're sinners and then he works in his timing the rest of that
2: well and who in the bible had no problem attracting heathens Mm -hmm. jesus
5: Mm -hmm.
2: you know i don't think the pharisees had a great following of people who were just longing to hang out with mm-hmm. them they probably weren't allowed to and I, I've heard it put that sin is its own punishment and I think when we think of sin as you're dirty you need to come get clean you have the Pharisee attitude but when we realize people who are struggling in sin which is all of us they're in a form of misery they're lo- they're of deep themselves. down their soul is of craving themselves. healing healing and when we throw them hey come to this event come to this service dress this way, do this. Of course that's not appealing. That's mm-hmm. not speaking to the soul. That's, that's speaking to the ego, really, in right. a certain way. And it, it appeals, especially when you use fear and shame. It appeals to um, a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it really what Paul is
0: saying here?
3: Mm-hmm. I
0: mm-hmm. think you're all brilliant and on to it. Um, these are the, the issues of our time. He talks about what I say. And our time, make the most of our time, the best use of our time. Um, I'm not going to belabor that point much, but I think we waste a lot of time mm-hmm. chasing the wrong sorts of things.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he comes back around with your conversation again, season with salt.
4: I love that. You mm-hmm. like that? I love that. What do you that. think? What's the first mental image that comes to your mind? Say season with salt. That's your just so that it's that what he says is so interesting that somebody just wants to keep coming back to hear more and hear more
0: so it's like the fries when they first come out of the skillet the grease <laughs> <I was thinking laughs> and you steak, salt but them but and <laughs> you salt and so you have because you know there's just some magic with that
4: french fry mm-hmm. but not too much salt just and you, enough
0: and you put it in there <laughs> and you eat it and it's like oh that, mm-hmm. and one you use a steak red meat with salt that's just yeah mm-hmm. that's that's the some kosher salt Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I love that. That descriptive language you just know, really I just, speaks to me. I,
2: I take it sideways here for a second. Uh, you know, I've referenced the supernormal stimulus a couple of months back in a message, and it's a lot of the processed foods have sodium, high sodium, and it's an addictive thing. It, it, it hits our serotonin. It does things to our brain, and so McDonald's french fries and things like that, they're not really healthy for, for you, but they, they create a compulsion. And I think if you apply some of that to, to the church world, I think some of what we think we're doing um, is, well, let's make it appealing. Let's do these events and programs, and let's season it with extra sodium or something, and people okay. will want to come. But it's not it's not healthy, it's not nutritional, as opposed to what Paul is getting at here, I think is more of a pure spiritual nutrition, if you will, that, that when you're, you, you hear it, you taste it, you feel it, um, it is good, but it's also
0: good for you, so to speak. Well, salt's fun. I just think it's interesting that season your conversation with salt. But if I say he has salty language, yeah, yeah
5: what mm-hmm. does that
0: mean to most of us, right?
5: Yeah, yeah not
0: good. Swearing, yeah, yeah, not dirty not good. words, mm-hmm. yes. the things that Joni says in traffic.
5: That's <laughs> not true, y'all. <laughs> well, you left it out there. I mean,
0: Daryl you know invented praying. this, and I'm just going to lay on it. That um, was at one time. <laughs> at one time in well, Austin. Well, was salt common? Salt's interesting. For them? Wasn't it? Was it I'm something glad you asked. <laughs> so so th- this salt's fun, fun right? Yes. So salt mm-hmm. is the root word for salad. That's right. Um, because the Romans would put salt on their green leafy vegetables. Um, they didn't have tomatoes, but they had other green leafy vegetables. And they put salt on it, so the, the salad is the thing that you put salt on. So it could be potato salad. But <laughs> German. German, no, no, no. No German potato salad. No. Um, wow. It's also <laughs> the root word for salary. Because people were paid in salt. Uh-huh. Uh, now, please, when you write our paychecks, do not give us an you know, iodized salt or salad. Oh, I'm going to have no. to go
4: redo them now. <laughs> we, we prefer hard cash.
0: Uh, or actually direct deposit. Direct deposit. Um, direct deposit, please. <laughs> Except for that one. But what I think Paul's alluding to is something different. I think that it goes one more step. further. You were talking about we supersize it. With the sodium, I think what we do is we've substituted good sodium and flavor with sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugar has the opposite effect of they salt. They put sugar
5: right? on McDonald's fries as well. You put sugar
0: oh, on everything and, everything, everything, and so you get this, you get this that, right? addictive Because mm-hmm. it's Cravings. addictive. And yeah. sugar is a quick high. And it has, you'll burn it off. It has energy, but it's no nutritional value. And sugar is actually poison to the system as I look at the I mean, pie. I'm just looking at the that pie as yeah. talking about yeah. what's yeah.
4: left of the pie, yeah. that is. Um, <laughs>
0: too much of it is, p- and this is a big problem with, I mean, so much of the disease that we have in our culture mm-hmm. uh, can be turned to st- uh, overuse of sodium, but then also just sugar. Mm-hmm. I think Paul's referring to a very specific thing, and I can't prove it, but I'm probably right. Um, in the first century world, you had a, a dish that was made out of fish. And it was kind of like um, fish guts and little small anchovy kind of fish. And they would dry it in the sun and put salt on top of it and cure it. And they would uh, then the juices were involved in it and it was put in a jar and, and it was sold. And it, the Romans loved this stuff. And Paul's in Rome when he writes this. They love this stuff They put because it's flavor. Mm-hmm. You've got no flavor in flavor, the ancient world. Yeah. The East has not been opened up yet. Mm-hmm. You don't have peppers and spices mm-hmm. and all the stuff that we just are so accustomed to, to going into H-E-B or wherever we want to go buy our groceries and grabbing it and off the shelf. It brought flavor to whatever you were eating. And so you had like three levels of it. The rich people had the good stuff, and then the middle class people had kind of the... A little runny, and then the the bottom rung that the commoners and slaves, what the Paul's people would have had, the closest thing to it is like the the jelly and spam. Nope. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know that, but, but but it had flavor, or so you could put it on your the food. No, it is the stuff they were eating had very little flavor. Right. Right. Just you know maybe porridge or mm-hmm. grain or. And I think he's talking about, you know, we have our, our, give us this day our daily bread. And this is something that we dip onto. And it's just the right sort of thing to say. It's the stuff you, the best, it's like soy sauce.
5: That's what I mean. We are supposed, yeah, we're supposed to be that, the enhanced flavoring. Right.
0: So our language is that kind that makes life better,
5: mm-hmm.
0: which is the opposite of how most of us use our language to show how smart we are, mm-hmm. or to tear people down, mm-hmm. or to condemn ourselves. Mm-hmm. But this is the difference. This is the kind of preserving flavor of life. And, um, and I, like I,
5: Kelly said, to make them want more, makes them thirsty for more.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thirsty, salt mm-hmm. always it's preaches like good. <laughs> All right, anything else need to be said? We're, my, my chronometer, we you've been in an hour and 20 minutes.
1: We're going to blame that on Kelly. That's all Kelly.
0: <laughs> the new girl. Oh, it's the new girl. Kelly with the curls. Mm-hmm. Well, thank
4: you, Kelly, for being a part yeah, of this. Thank I you hope, for inviting me. I hope you. you've enjoyed it as much as we have. I have. This was really fun. We Thanks don't know what
0: we're going to do next. I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to do something from the Old Testament next time. Because mm-hmm. I like to mix it up. But I, I may get overruled and vetoed and all sorts of stuff with that. Uh, I just want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, this is in. Uh, been a blast mm-hmm. uh, 10 of these uh, please like share comment five star rating would be <laughs> appreciative on the apple Podcasts. but do this on your favorite social media platform every click matters as gerald was talking earlier you can also visit our website at fmf.life and there you can get all kinds of, you can see pictures of what we look like you can uh, watch the worship service from this past week um, or other ones are up there as well, as well as on YouTube but we'll be back later uh, don't know when probably uh, my guess would be November-ish with something else. Uh, until then you can always re-listen to old episodes of Under the Water Tower if you mm-hmm. miss us too much thank you so much Bye. See, ya.
5: Bye. see you soon Bye. eat pasta